It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It is Thursday and we are back with another episode of TGIF. Of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. And later on the show, we have some Southern Bells joining us from the hit show, Bell Collective, Letitia Pearson and Sophia So Gucci Williams. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. What's up, Al Reynolds? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? I'm chilling. What's up, Q? What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Uh, Happy what, what day it is? Thursday. Thursday. I'm oh, so Thursday. used to working Wednesday and Friday. I don't know what day it is. So oh, take so me some time to get used to it. Happy Thursday, guys. So when y'all be doing y'all little FaceTimes together, the two of y'all, y'all coordinated to wear like similar outfits today? <laughs> Actually, we didn't. And, you know, I was telling production earlier, my chair is orange. And I got the orange sweater on. I got the orange chair. But now this is just, you know. Great it's minds almost, thinking alike. Almost like you guys are soulmates. Almost. <laughs> I mean, we did share a hotel room together. Ah, Claudia is on one today. Let's go, Claudia. Let's go. Whenever my hair is good, you're going to get a spicy version of me. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, are y'all enjoying this new format? I see the fans, uh, the, the viewers, they seem to like it. Y'all like it? Yeah, the feedback, you know, I've been going through the comments. I even sent you guys some of the group chat today. I'm pleased. The feedback's been pretty good since we've been going day to day. So I hope we can keep it up and keep delivering. Exactly. I want a All segment right, too, Al. though. Huh? Okay. All right. You want a segment too? You want a segment too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, Claudia. <laughs> You'll get uh, you I'm in New York. <laughs> I'm in, no, I'm in New York. I'm at the W Hotel, which I think is a decent hotel. So I'm doing Breakfast Club tomorrow. And the Wi-Fi is just horrific here. Like, y'all got to get it together. All right, let's get through the show. All right, y'all sipping on anything tonight? Anybody drinking? I went out last night and overdid it. So I am drinking Florida's finest H2O. Yep, I'm drinking white wine. All right, let's get into the show. Shaquille O'Neal clearly does. Keon Henderson in an upcoming interview on Monica's new po- podcast show, Mo Talk Radio. Shaquille gushed over his ex-wife and said, Shawnee's married. I'm happy for her. I hope this gentleman treats her the way she's supposed to be treated. And I'm going to still love her. And she's still my wife. I will always protect, provide and love her married or not. Do you think Shaq is out of line for this? Is he overstepping his boundaries? Let's go to you, Al. Uh, well, you know, I, Shaq and Shawnee, and and I spent time with them when when he played for the Heat here. Of course, Shaq you did. Is, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think Shawnee helped host, like, co-host one of my birthdays at at the at the Versace Mansion. So, I want to thank them for that. But Shaq is just a fun, comical guy, and I think he did it in a spirit of fun. And that's how I take him. That's how I take his personality. But the thing that we will always love about Shaq and what he instills into his own kids is that his job is to always protect, provide, and love his ex-wife. And that's what I get from this. And I find that to be very heartwarming because even though they've been divorced or separated for some time, he will always still make sure that she's taken care of. And I can imagine that most women would want the same from someone that they created five kids with Hugh, what do you think about this disrespectful or not i absolutely love what he said i love the intention behind it i think the verbiage was disrespectful i think it's disrespectful to say to a married woman 
she will always be my wife. No, that's that man's wife. You know what I'm saying? It's so disrespectful. I think he should have swapped that out for whether she's married or not. I will always still love her and I will always have her back whenever she needs anything. But to refer to her uh, as his wife, uh, that, that was a little disrespectful in my opinion. I agree because imagine the shoes that new husband has to fill already with Shawnee O'Neal and, Sha- and Shaq. He probably feels a way. And then for him to claim you publicly like that, like I know he may have been joking, but it, I'm sure it doesn't feel like a joke to the new husband. But you want to know what's funny too. And I agree. We got a comment that says, uh, a of the creator said, LOL, he's saying all this now, but when he was doing her foul, when they were married, that's right. I mean, you had the opportunity to protect, provide, and make her your, treat her like your wife. Now you want to wait till she's married to somebody else to treat her like your wife. Like, come on, Shaq. Marie Sanko says, Shaq is the type of man we all wish for. No, he's not. Listen, <laughs> after when he's your when he's your friend or after that, but he is even, this is not no, dis, no shade to Shaq. Because he had recently said he regrets the way he was. It was totally his fault. The reason why him and Shawnee got divorced. Like he has publicly gone on record and said this. So, you know, a lot of times people are really good guys. Once you break up. Yeah. Not so much when you're with them. All right. Uh, okay. Let's move on. In other news of disrespect, Larsa Pippen is tired of the trolls speaking negatively about her relationship and calling her auntie. In a new episode of her joint podcast with her new man, Marcus Jordan, Larsa said, I feel like people think like I like they call me his auntie and I'm like, hello, what are you talking about? I feel like I've had enough. And then I'm like, fine, I have to clear the air on that. That was my Larsa Pippen impersonation. (laughs) Um, What are your thoughts on Larsa's remarks? And do you think they're like accurate? Or not, you? <laughs> well, first of all, she listen, auntie is a title that's given. You want to play around in black culture, you need to understand black culture. But I'm sitting over here laughing because that old whole ought to be glad they ain't calling her ass mama or calling her grandma. Okay, so Larsa, you better take the lesser of the three evils and ride out with the auntie because it could be a whole lot worse. Okay, uh, Al, what do you think about that? You know, I agree with Q. Auntie, actually, in our community, is a term of endearment. And like Q, she better be glad, not not grandma, she better be glad they're not calling her a cougar anymore because when she was with that 23-year-old, they were definitely calling her a cougar. And what do you expect, Larsa? You're not the hot girl at the club anymore. You're damn near almost 50. So what else would these young kids call you? You're you're like their parents' age. So, of course, you might want to take that term of endearment and use it to your advantage instead of uh, the other option, which is us calling you the cougar that you are. As a fellow 50-year-old woman, I will say this. Larsa, deal with it. Um, we all know what comes with dating a younger man. I used to dabble in that. I, I don't anymore. But you have to know, hey, that's just something that comes along with it. And auntie... It depends on who you ask, if it's a term of endearment or not. Sometimes I feel like sometimes it's a diss. It depends on who it's coming from. If they try, it's basically they calling you the the older girl that's still trying to hang on. I get it, and doesn't have usually doesn't have kids. But um, hey, lady, you want to get that young peen and all the benefits that come with it? And shout out, congratulations to you. You just got fifty percent of Scotty Pippen's retirement and his pension, all that stuff. That's the least of your worry. Like you should be. That should just roll off your back. 
Claudia, them yeah. young men used to beat your bike in and jump up <laughs> you like a trampoline. Did you not hear my story when I lost a tooth dealing with a man, a, a young gentleman caller that was 12 years my junior? You don't remember yeah, that? You lost, oh, it, it fell out. Oh, the turbulence made it fall out. Oh, uh, yeah. It, you, you, you know, when you get the temporary crown put in, it's not really cemented in there. And like, I was on top. Anyways, it was a whole thing. He uncemented it, huh? I actually, I actually was doing the work because I was on top. I uncemented my own tooth. So, yeah, okay. he was young. Anyway, switching gears, we have an update on the missing submarine that was carrying five passengers. Take a look. The ROV subsequently found additional debris. In consultation with experts from within the Unified Command, the debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. Upon this determination, we immediately notified the families. On behalf of the United States Coast Guard and the entire Unified Command, I offer my deepest condolences to the families. How about they knew that they, they thought they heard an implosion or they didn't know if it was an implosion or an explosion the day it happened. But they, you know, we did this whole thing with the whole search. They're like, well, maybe. But they heard the noise when it first happened. I'm looking at CNN right now. They have James Cameron, the director of Titanic. They are dragged. I heard there's already a documentary that's going to be out like this week. Q, what do you think about this? I, mm. <laughs> Y'all know I'm not mature enough to handle this story, but I'm going to go ahead and try. All right. First thing I have an issue with is the fact that, like Claudia said, naval authorities heard the implosion and they only kept the information amongst top ranking naval officials, thus causing all of this frenzy in the media and spending all of this money on a few town mission. Secondly, we found out that the people got missing and the implosion happened an hour and a half after the submarine had went in the water. Them people had been dead Sunday. Them people was dead Sunday, mm -hmm. okay? And y'all don't got on the news and stirred up everybody, got people up here wasting their prayers, around here spent millions of government money looking for the... <laughs> I wouldn't have never went looking for them people asking their ass down there. And that's the God honest truth. Bite me. It's insensitive. But when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I'm going to be very honest with you. I my, All of my sympathies goes to their family. But it is really hard for me right now to exude any type of emotional energy to the five people who got their dumb ass in that damn submarine trying to go down there playing around with that Titanic when in all actuality there was nothing more that you were going to be able to see that robots, drones, and documentaries had not already showed us. What do you say, say to the, you know, that that they that supposedly that that vehicle had been down there several times before? Well, they said it had went down twice. And granted, when I went to Florida State University and got my degree in <laughs> economics, there we go. But they said that because it had went down there twice, it may have uh, 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 compromised the structural integrity of the doggone thing. Listen, the only way you're going to get my ass to go 2,000 leagues below the sea is if I am on a naval submarine that costs $50 million that, you know, President Obama commissioned in Area 54. That's the only way you're going to get my ass to go that far down there. I'm not getting 
made in a science fair, and then you got us cooped up drinking Dasani water and eating tater chips, controlling it with a, a PlayStation joystick from inception. Call me insensitive. It's just very hard for me to feel bad for stupid people. Dasani is my least favorite bottled water, by the way. Sorry. Okay, Al, what do you think about this? How do you feel about it? Are you, um, do you have the same kind of attitude as Q about it or are you? No, you no, 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 absolutely not. First of all, I'm going to exercise a little bit more compassion. Uh, my condolences to those families because those were people's fathers. Those were people's um, dads. Those were people's brothers. So condolences to that. And this is actually something that I would do. If I had the money, I would spend it in going to the moon as well or going out. Good riddance, bitch. Or, or going in a submarine to check out stuff like this. So I get why they, if you an explorer you have the money that you wanted to do it the only thing that i'm sad about is that we did find out that it costs taxpayers six point well we're not sure who's paying for it right now but the cost for this re, uh, rescue mission was at the tune of 6.5 million dollars and an additional forty two thousand dollars for the u.s cost coast guard coast guard so that i want to you know say that that I don't like, but everything else I want to, you know, extend condolences to the family. And, you know, it's just a very sad and unfortunate situation. Uh, they said the 19 year old did not want to go on the submersible and submersible, but his father forced him to allegedly. That's one thing they're saying. Um, of course, in the comments, they said they feel bad about the 19 year old. He did not want to go. Uh, let's see. Uh, CM Stu says, I think it's easy to laugh, but exploration has risks. If this was successful, we'd feel differently. That's true. Um, someone said Dasani water is nasty. I'm going to tell you something, though. I'm outraged, and I'm going to tell you why I'm outraged. You got homeless people on Skid Row. You got people who need resources. You got cost of living is through the roof. And we spent six, we, we flushed Six plus million dollars down the drain on some damn foolishness. On some foolishness that didn't have to be. I'm not pleased. I guess like I I do understand wanting to explore parts of the world when you've ac accomplished everything on your bucket list. You're super wealthy. You're bored. You ain't. I don't get is for me to be on something like that and not feel guilty about what may happen. Being a craft that's a little better constructed with is less risk. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, wait for the technology to be there. I get wanting to go to the moon. I get all that, that kind of stuff. If you can, whatever. It's your business. You worked hard. You got your money. But, like, to go in such a crappy toy, like, a level above a toy kind of vehicle, I, I just feel like you, you, you got to, I would think there's a big percentage that someone's going to have to come get me. Like, it's not going to be safe. They should build, they should build that six point something million dollars back to their estate or y'all got y'all ass in a private watercraft. Y'all rich ass family should have hired a private company to go get y'all. I'm this just, uh, and I know I sound like it's just not right. $6.2 million got spent. Y'all was dead an hour and a half after y'all got y'all ass in that Tonka car and six point something million dollars was wasted on a dumbass decision. This is not cool. I wonder what if the insurance companies are covering this. Uh, Kelly Everett says, I agree with you, Funky. I'm not going that deep in the ocean for any amount of reasoning. 
And uh, yeah, people, I, I don't, I don't agree with going on, especially that, that was with your worth and your responsibilities and as smart as you had to be to get that wealthy, that vehicle looks so, so like just underqualified to go that deep. Let's just say that underqualified. Oh, affirmative action ass submarine. Like it was a mess. Mm. Okay. Anyways, rest in peace to the five people that lost their lives and to their families. Coming up next, two of the cast members from the Bell Collective, Letitia Pearson and Sophia So Gucci Williams, mm. will be joining us. Stick around. We got some questions for them. Mm. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Real quick about that last story. Uh, there was none of the sympathy for the 700 brown refugees that Greece just sat by and watched and let them fall into the water and only rescue like 100 of them. And I hope we get into that in a future show. All right, y'all. So tonight, we have two of the fabulous cast members from OWN's hit show, Bell Collective. Now, before we bring them out, let's take a look at season three of The Bell Collective. We are a sisterhood. Wait to see what's next for me. Hey, Latrice is a snake in the grass. Queen Cobra kind of has a ring to it. Have you talked to Tamara? Your BFF? I'm so over Tamara. Send 10 tones down on what you say. That's the truth. Wow. What the hell are you doing? Where is the wine, honey? New season premieres Friday, May 19th at 8, 7 Central on OWN. I love it. All right, please welcome the CEO of Letitia Pearson Enterprise Incorporated, Letitia P, and certified personal trainer, real estate agent, and the owner of Stairway to So Gucci Fitness, Sophia So Gucci Williams. Letitia and So Gucci, how y'all feeling tonight? And ladies, you look beautiful. Thank you for Thank joining you. us. So welcome, you. ladies. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. So do you guys. So Thank y'all for having us. For sure. Now let's get right into it. Now the Bell Collective is one of the hottest shows on the own network. What inspired you ladies to step into the world of reality television? I'm sure you've seen other shows out there that you're like, uh, that looks crazy. So what inspired you? Let's start with you, uh, Gucci. So Gucci. Well, first of all, I, I wasn't on season one and Latrice pitched me for season two. Uh, and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, this would be a great time to showcase my business and let people know that there are some bosses here in Jackson, Mississippi. So, you know, I got this platform and let's use it, you know, to show people, you know, Hey, you can be a boss and just give them the, you know, the recipe of how to be a boss. Letitia. Hey, okay. Well, for me, how, where do I start? So being on reality television was definitely not on my vision board. Let's start there. Okay. So, but I love the platform and I'm very grateful for the platform. Um, actually I always have to credit Carlos King because he was the one who was able to see something in me that I didn't see in myself. When I pitched the show Bell Collective, it was a showcase other entrepreneurs in the state. So for me, what I love to do and under my brunch, my uh, women brunch, I was out helping entrepreneurs start their business and this, that, and the other. So I just wanted to be like the water girl, the production assistant, you know, just helping, like sitting their boobies up and doing different things like that. But I credit Carlos because he was able to see something in me that I did not see in myself. So that's how I'm here and I'm grateful for the platform. Thank you. Now, 
Oh, okay. I thought, okay, Leticia. So the executive producer of the show, Carlos King, mentioned that if you wasn't for it, that if it wasn't for you, this show probably would not have been greenlit. How did you work your magic to make Bell Collective a reality? Um, that's a great question, Al. For me, it's all about like when you move in good intentions, good in good karma is going to find you. So I don't think that it's magic. I think that it's alignment. I think that when you had my intentions were, like I said, great to highlight other entrepreneurs. And when Carlos King, shout out to him for even believing in Mississippi, honey, because people skipped over Mississippi, hopped over Mississippi, double dutched over Mississippi. So it wasn't so much of, I wouldn't say magic. It was manifestation and it was just being in perfect alignment and keeping my intentions good. And here we are, baby, the bells, y'all see it ringing. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Now, now y'all know it's time to get this thing started, right? Here you go. Here I go. Y'all are OTGIF, honey, and I'm here to get the tea. Now, before I get the questions from y'all, too, I got to say one thing. That Essie and that damn Marie wear me out, and they is giving me a lesbian tea. Letitia, do you think Essie and Marie box? Oh my, oh god. my god you are listen i knew you were coming you know we always know how you coming we just don't know how all right i've been following you for a minute i'm like did he come like that no absolutely not like you know what just like everybody else i'm like hold on what's really going on and i grew up in a small town called pila hatchet four blocks into apartments Essie grew up with me so i i've never heard about Essie going that way so when I'm out here reading the comments, I'm like, who the hell says? But being around them, it's like this weird. They just close. You know, they just close. They are a little too close for everybody comfort. Ain't at the eating the box. <laughs> and it ain't the chicken. <laughs> so, so, so Gucci, listen, I have been following the comments, following the trends and what everybody is saying. And a lot of people are saying, you feel threatened, you are jealous, you are envious of Miss Selena being on the show, and recently you called her an extra girl. Give us the tea, like what, what's going on? I, let me let me take a little drink before I say what I gotta say. Oh. Hey, Belle, uh-huh. First of all, Gucci is not jealous. Gucci, you know, I'm not jealous of Selena. You know, she was on the show before. I mean, just, this is my platform. I mean, this show is about six entrepreneurs here in Jackson, Mississippi. We're, and anybody outside of that, I mean, it is. There are extras. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe, you know, that word kind of made her realize. I'm jealous of her. You know, she did come up from a very successful show. Bring it. And she got her camp with her. I mean, she bring a lot of fans to the to the forefront and they're fighting for her. And the first thing that people say, oh, Gucci jealous. I'm not, no, I'm not jealous. I got the man, I got the lifestyle. So what am I to be jealous of? So look, a lot of people are pushing for or suggesting that she become a main character. How do you feel about her being so involved with the group? I mean, I know that she was friends with a couple of the girls, you know, uh, that she's friends with them. I mean, and they're hollering, hey, she needs to be a bell. She needs to be a cast. I mean, you got to check. You got to call. You got to look at their resume. I mean, your resume got to check out to be a bell. You know, you might be OK being a friend of a bell, but actually holding a bell. Uh, I don't think her resume needs to fit for that. Good child. Now, we all saw the fight that took place. Letitia, I got a question for you. Do you think Latrice 
set so Gucci up by inviting Selena to that party. But before you answer that question, we got a clip we want the viewers to see. Do you think that Latrice invited her on purpose? Oh, yes. Latrice invited her on purpose because, you know, me and her is kind of going <laughs> through it over a little... How she stabbed me in the back. Yeah. I guess she needed, you know, a little power and got uh, Selena to be her cheerleader. You know what I'm saying? Oh, not get her to be her cheerleader, huh? Girl, I guess she needs somebody to fight her battles. I think oh. Latrice is like, okay, I need you in the building. <laughs> and I'm not for sure why Latrice feel like that. I mean, she been in the bed with her husband. I'm not for sure if they're all in the bed together. Ooh. That's what I think. Baby, they all, they all Ooh. entanglement together. That's an entanglement oh. there. Oh. That's what's going on there. Oh, my God. So it ain't Essie and Marie, it's them two. <laughs> so y'all know that's my first time seeing that clip. Is it? <laughs> so, oh, wow, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so do you think Latrice set So Gucci up? Is that I don't know if you, you want to say a setup, but I do know that by Latrice inviting her, she knew Selena was coming, mm -hmm. and she was gonna. She knew that Selena was gonna come, and Selena was gonna make her mark. And here's the thing about Selena: like we, I think I, you've been reading the comments. All of us here in Jackson, we ran across Selena, and she is never. There is no reputation of being like mean, hateful, or anything. So when that came, it's like, girl, who sent you? Because that was totally unexpected. Now, so Gucci, you and Selena, you know, and JJ, y'all are a blended family. Did the children end up taking sides? How did it affect the children? Have y'all brought the children back together? And if you haven't, how do you plan on doing so? Well, the thing that I hate, you know, before Latrice Wig event, I mean, we all had a sit down, you know, the kids, Jay. And, and I, and we were healing, you know, the girls were calling each other. We were on the way to healing. We had kind of put the things, you know, we had got over the fact that we had that, that, um, that discussion where my daughter was feeling some way and they were feeling some way. So we were healing. When this incident happened, it took it to another level. Mm -hmm. Now it took us like two or three steps back. You know, the kids are taking sides and I hate that they're taking sides. This is not their battle. This is between me, their mom, and, and my husband. You know, we got to figure out a way how to blend this family back together because it's broken now. You mm -hmm. know, everybody got their, their opinions. Some of the opinions are hurtful. The, and when the kids speaking up on social media, that's let me know that they're hurting. And we need to solve it. You know, we need to bring in a counselor to fix our family. And I'm willing to, even though that whatever happened at, you know, you guys will see it Friday, whatever happened, you know, it was out of emotion. Of course, mm -hmm. you're going to get smart. You know, that's the that's the name of the game. If you're on reality TV, we're going to throw shade. We don't throw blows. You know what I'm saying? You got to be tough enough to take it and keep going. If you can't, you don't need to be in the room. Now it has caused my family, you know, the girls, they're so upset trying to protect their mom and, and saying different things on social media. I mean, and Jay and I, we're not going to go back and forth with them on social media, you know, and we're not going to pick a side. Outside is for the right. Of course, Gucci should have maybe kept walking. I don't know, you know, but I did try to walk off. <laughs> she kept egging me back. You know, I'm like, what you want? You know, you, you want your moment. Not for sure if, you know, he never said those many sentences, those many words to me in all the years I've known. 
Is Reality she is crazy, man. You go in there with all the best intentions, like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to. And then you find yourself in these situations. And then with the feedback from the fans and the, you know, the viewers, it kind of gets hard because sometimes you just got to check a bitch on TV and then here you are. Mm-hmm. So let's switch, let's switch gears a little bit. Letitia, what is you and Glenn doing? Like, is your is your in? Is your out? Is y'all working on the marriage? Is you finna go over there with Essie and Marie? I mean, what's going on? Stop trying to make everybody a lesbian, too. <laughs> everybody, everybody. Everybody ain't licking box. <laughs> now, so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be in a three, I'm gonna be in a little triangle with Essie Listen. and Marie. Essie uh, man enough to take care of you and Marie as far as I'm concerned. You know what? You know what I think about it, honey. They say I ain't got no job. I may be going on over here with Essie and Marie. But what, what's so, going on with you so and Glenn? Is the marriage no. worth saving? Like, wh- what we doing? So here's the thing with us, with with me and Glenn. That's a, everybody's asking what's going on. I know, like you said, you guys been watching. Thank y'all for y'all support. Me and Glenn got together when I was 17 years old. First season, everything that came out, it came out during during season one, right? So what I knew, the thing that really started and, and the inbox started coming, the screenshots, like, girl, he was talking to me. He was this, he's that. So for me, I'm like, hold on, wait a second. What's going on? I've been with him for all these years. So I said all that to say people want to know. But at the end of the day, this is my reality. And I said, I'm not going to allow no reality TV, no show to rush me into saying yes, no, because you guys are on an emotional roller coaster with me because this is where I am. That was season one. And then we've been together over 20 something years. And I'm like, okay, Glenn, I'm going, y'all going to see me going through denial. You're going to see me love and hate him. You're going to see, as you saw with his grandmother, I'm still consoling him. So this is not something proud reality TV. When Carlos King, first uh, interviewed us and if he ever he can show you guys I'm sure he keeps everything we were like good this is us you know let's do it and then things started to happen so where we are right now we're still just trying to get this back that was trust you got to think about it it's somebody from 17 all the way and Saturday I'm about to be 42 years old so it's hard I can't just please everybody the fans like you need to leave you to do this y'all don't see me going through what I'm going through and no show is going to you know just nothing this is my reality so I mean, he understands what's going on. Y'all see him, you know, but it's taking time for me. I'm not just going to say, oh, you're going to get all of me again, because that's a lie. You're not going to get all of me. You got to continue to work for it. So you got, I'm still going through, oh my God, I can't believe you. I love you. I hate you. Your grandma died. Oh my God, grandma died. You've been in my life ever since I was 17. So, I mean, I can't just say, yes, I'm going to file divorce or yes, I'm about to move in with you. I'm here for you. Let me process because it's a lot of things that that we didn't see on, 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 you know, how I share my platform with six, five other bells, you know, so there's a lot of things you guys didn't see. So I'm just, I'm taking my time and right now I'm loving on myself, moving my enterprise and brunching. There we go. Well, there's so much to unfold, but our time is running short. What can you tell us about the impact that this particular show has actually made on the city of Jackson? Because whenever these shows pop up in these cities, definitely brings a lot of attention. It has brought a lot of attention here to Jackson, Mississippi. And the fact that I like, there's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of successful people here in Jackson, Mississippi. And Claudia, the one thing, the good thing I like about this show, when we film, we pick those mom and pop areas to try to showcase them, to let people know, hey, we're doing things in Jackson. We not only are successful, we're trying to bring up other people. I love it. 
Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I got one more question before y'all, before we get out of here. As black women, how do y'all feel watching the way Latrice's husband treats her? Oh, my God. I mean, just as a black woman, just a woman in general and us being, you know, working so closely to her, it, it is, it's heartbreaking. You know, it, it's heartbreaking. And that's the only way I could explain it. Even after the episode aired, like I was talking to my mom, I'm like, oh my God, because you know, we don't see it. We see it when you guys see it. So it was just very hurtful to me. It was, it was very disheartening. I know that Latrice and I are not on the same page, but we're all women, you know, and, and I can see for me, when I look at her eyes, you know, I can, I, I think she's reaching out, we, you know, for help, you know, we're collective. And at the end of the day, we're all women and we're there to help her navigate through this relationship, you know, and it is very disheartening and, and hurtful to even see this happen. Well, ladies, we thank you for coming here and, and, and opening up to us about the show. We appreciate you. You can catch all new episodes of the Bell Collective every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on OWN. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you all, all so for much, having ladies. us. Thanks for coming. Coming up next, a black bear took a splash in the ocean in Florida. And later oh, find out what happened to your favorite viral sensations and where are they now? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories <laughs> in the beautiful, classy-based state of Florida. Wow. I, I, you know what? I'm going to quit this damn show because I feel attacked. <laughs> we'll get what happened Florida. now, Claudia? What happened now? Come on, well, that's some... why we are going to give happened? you the 411 on uh, the state that cannot manage to stay off the strange news list in this segment called What the Florida? All right, y'all, in Florida news, a Miami stripper is facing fraud charges for stealing $62,000 from a drunk customer after a lap dance. What do y'all think about this, Q? She, she innocent. She is innocent. The $62,000 was promised to her while that man was drunk and whispering in her ear that was her fee for the night. And then he sobered up and decided that he had changed his mind like Keisha Cole. But uh, that, was, that was the good old Miami finesse. She, no. had put, she had put all that manly stripper face on him. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> can we see production? Can we see the picture again? Because to me, that's not $62,000 worth. That's what he was going to know. But you know, when you go to the strip club, it's something for everybody. He picked that. That's what he wanted. Took her to the boom, boom room. And he got finesse. She didn't steal. He got finesse. Oh, you always make yes. excuses for those heathens down in Florida. Ah, what you think about this? $62,000, maybe $62. First of all, first of all, this stripper is 34 years old. She is too old to be this sloppy of a thief. Like, I mean, first of all, you can't use American Express because they're going to charge it back on your ass. You in the banks that you use, which is Chase and Wells Fargo, they have this new system now that if it's not their charge, they're going to charge it back to the account that it was sent to. 
And if you don't have the money to cover it because you cleared that account, they're going to sweep all of your accounts. And if that doesn't work, the banks have the right now to garnish any future funds that come into that account. I just feel like this is very short-sighted and dumb. You need to do better, sweetheart. But maybe that's why you're stripping at 34 years old. And you in know, Florida. Really quickly, Sasa Joseph says she got to be a stripper at Tussie's. Sasa, I live in Miami, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Because Tussie's, uh, 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 they got they got the thin white girls, they got the manly looking stick figures, but they do have a variety. So if you are into the manly, she's giving Jeffy Dahmer a little bit. That's she's giving recovery meth. You know, trying to get my life right, so I had to get a job. Okay, just another day in Florida. All right, moving on. Another Florida news. There was a rare sighting of a black bear swimming in the Gulf of Mexico and running through the beach in Destin, Florida. Funky, how do you explain this? That was not a bear. That was the orca. Due to the global warming, the, due to the global warming, the migration patterns of the orcas have changed. He got lost. He thought he was in the Gulf of Mexico, and he ended up in Destin. Clearly, that's part of your education. We got your economics degree. They, that's they taught you about biology. Just teach of us, right? You know what's oh. so funny, Claudia? I didn't know that there were bears in South Florida or in Florida in general. Well, that's not South Florida. That's Destin. Well, this that's, is that's in Florida, Florida in general. In the state of Florida, there are over 44,000 um, black bears. And in 2022, there was on Fox, our sister network, a actual attack. Of, of a black bear on a woman in Orlando, Florida. So that's when I first learned ever that there were black bears in the state of Florida. And believe me, this is like the 14th documented attack in the state of Florida. So this isn't something foreign and this isn't something different. So anybody that live in Florida, not only do you have to worry about alligators and sharks, but add bears to your list. I just want to say this, Florida shouldn't have to take this charge, okay? That's mother nature. That could have happened anywhere. We is taking all the animals' habitats. The animals don't have nowhere to live because y'all too busy building subdivisions. <laughs> and now they having to come where the people come. That bear migrated. That's, that bear came from uh, Rhode Island. Where the other 3,900 come from? First of all, don't come from Rhode Island. We are very, <laughs> very high end with the education, one of the top <laughs> education systems, educational systems in the world. So, yeah, don't you cannot compare the states. Uh, Y'all do a lot of meth down there, right? Not me, girl. <laughs> uh, Sarah Joseph said, Q, I don't like how they be coming for us. We classy base around here. Tell them, tell them about it. Tell them about it. Um, it safe oh, place okay, so we so classy base. Go to the next Florida story. Uh, a group of neo-Nazis <laughs> demonstrating outside of Walt Disney World in response to former President Donald Trump's federal indictment. They don't like him getting indicted. Now, the video went viral on Twitter along oh, with other photos of the gang holding a flag that says, DeSantis 2024, make America Florida. Funky, what say you? What about your white brethren from Florida? These people is not Florida. These some insurrection people. No, no, no. <laughs> these, no, these them no. insurrection people. That they, from Florida. You know what? I ain't even got no defense of this. But when they said "Make America Florida," sad part. The sad part, Claudia, <laughs> is that unfortunately, because of DeSantis and this undertone of his support of white supremacy, on June tenth, just. 
a couple of weeks ago, there were three separate demonstrations in Florida like this that we did not see in the news. And they are the frequency of these demonstrations is becoming scary to me. And we have to do something about it. Florida, we need you guys to stand up because this white supremacy, this bubbling, this undercurrent of them taking over the state is very real. And remember the one in Lakeland, that demonstration on Juneteenth in Lakeland was that they wanted all members of the LGBTQ community ex exiled from the state of Florida. This is scary. All I know is I haven't been to Miami Beach in a while. I used to love Miami Beach. And last time I was out there, uh, a used condom washed up in the surf, and I was cool after that. So I'm well, good. I'll take that. I'll take that charge because we like the hunch. <laughs> we like the hunch down here, okay? And the fact that it was used implies that people are using protection. So okay, well, that was so much fun, soulmates. If you have any leads on Florida news, go ahead and slide to me and Al because Funky's gonna hate and not pass them on to the proper right. channel so we can put them on the show hit us on our instagram pages all right keep it locked because coming up next we are highlighting some of your favorite viral sensations and later just hilarious is defending russell simmons you don't want to miss this keep it locked Welcome back to TGIF. The soulmates are in this uh, chat, right? They talk about our commercials. They said they don't memorize every single word. They know every single commercial that we've done and they know all of them. So they are our consistent viewers. Soulmates, I see y'all, I see y'all. All right, soulmates, have you guys ever wondered what happened to your favorite child actors or those, you know, viral sensations that broke the internet at some point in time? Well, gather your tea and let's take a trip back down memory lane in Fox Souls. Where are they now? First up, Antoine Dotson rose to fame after he told his community to hide your kids, hide your wife in 2010. Take a look. Well, obviously we have a rapist <laughs> in Lincoln Park. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up, trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. Oh, gosh. Yo, raping everybody is wild. Anyways, right. according to TMZ, Andrew Dodson released a new beer called Run and Tell That in partnership with a local brewery in Alabama. Y'all remember him, right? I do. I do. But, you know, I'm not a big fan of his right now. He's been, He said some very uh, problematic things over the years. Uh, so he married, allegedly was married or got with a woman one time and started speaking crazy about the gays. Then most recently he said something about, um, not liking to be booked, um, by black people and citing that, you know, racism really doesn't exist because he gets most of his money and most of his support from white people. And it's the black people that treat him bad. So, you know, we just have to excuse poor Antoine for he <laughs> not do what he say. Claudia, you want to know a fun fact about Antoine? The yes. intruder in Antoine's house was actually a boyfriend of his sister. So his him and his, his sister and this guy, allegedly the one that snuck in the window, were fooling around in bed and she wanted to do something that he wasn't comfortable with. And that's when he he jumped out of the window. The young man's name is Rashad Cooper. And how interesting is it that this guy went viral saying that someone broke in when in fact he was breaking out? I find that hilarious. Do we have a close up of the beer? 
because there's a picture, a cartoon picture or a picture of the beard. Do we have a picture of that? Look at the can, the illustration of his. his. I'll see it. Please, when you have a minute, Google it. It's so funny. At least he's trying to make some money. At least he's helping, you know, the local economy. I like the concept of the beer. And, and company is a company that um, it, it's not special to him. Like they do this with people that go viral on the news and stuff like that. Like they they kind of take advantage of that. That's what they. So do. it's probably like the wrap snacks. Like yeah. anybody can like put their name on a product that's already there, and they. You know, those sweet and those sweet barbecue chips with wrap snacks. I think it's the one with um the one with the one eye. What's the wrapper with the one a eye? Fatty Wap. Slap. They slap. I've right, never so had them. They ought to What's bomb. that mean? They good? They good. Yes. All right. Back in 20, 2008, Paige Reynolds, aka Scarlet Takes a Tumble, garnered 30 million views when she broke her mother's coffee table. Take a look. Oh. <laughs> it's the uh, I was it's in college. Over. It's the rolling over for me that got me. Where was she going? Well, 15 years later, Scarlett caught up with Jennifer Hudson and shared that her viral moment changed her life. And she now has a degree. She's a therapist with a degree in psychology. What are y'all thoughts? I was in college when that video came out. And I just remember how my friends and I laughed. It's funny to find out that was her mother's coffee table, because honestly, I thought she was another college student because that space damn should look like a dorm room <laughs> or, or the lobby of the dorm. <laughs> so a fun fact on this, Claudia, is that she, her sister wanted to see the video that she was telling her about that she broke her parents' coffee table. And she could not obviously email it to her because it was too big. So what she did was she uploaded it to YouTube, forgot to put it on private. And because she forgot to put it on private, people started to view it. And that's what made it go viral. How interesting is Do that? You do you want to do you want to do you want to know something? That's how I became Funky Dineva. Oh, really? Me and my friends dressed up as the Real Housewives of Atlanta one year. At Christmas time, I found the wig, I put it on. I was like, "Yes, honey, my hat is laid." The file was too big for me to text to one of my fraternity brothers. I uploaded it to my YouTube channel. He shared it on Facebook. And that was how I became funky. It went viral. And that's how oh, I became Oh, that's amazing, Funky. So, so let me ask you this. That's a great story. So with the wig, the lipstick, and the mustache, which housewife were you supposed to be? <laughs> oh. Needy Leaks. Don't come for house, Fred. Right. Don't be talking about my friend now. I was Needy Leaks. Okay. And there oh. we have it. Wow, that's amazing. All right. Yeah. Yep. Find out why Jess Hilarious is defending Russell Simmons and what she had to say about him. Stick around. Welcome back to more TGIF. During a recent episode of The Breakfast Club, which I'll be on tomorrow, Jess Hilarious seemed to think that Kamora Lee and Aiko, how do you say her name? Aoki. Aoki, thank you. We're trying to destroy Russell Simmons and that every story has three sides. How do you feel about what she said, Al? 
You know, I made it very clear. I, I didn't like seeing this unfold on social media, and I don't like how Kamora did it, and I don't like how Aoki or whatever, however you say her name, you know, chimed in. I, I just feel like both of them are hip-hop royalty, and I would rather them settle it off the off social media than on. Hugh, what do you think? Why she does have a point about um, there being three sides to a story, um, I really don't care. Those people are hurt. They're visibly hurt. You know what I'm saying? So even without him and his side, something is going on and something has happened that's inflicted some pain upon them. Uh, uh, yes, you can be part of hip hop royalty. You could be a Grammy winning artist. You could be an Oscar winning artist. You can have all these accomplishments. You could be a scientist. You can be a genius. But if you have multiple allegations of sexual abuse and you were grooming a girl and got a, was with someone since they were 16 years old as a 30 something year old, there's a problem there. There's a problem there. Let's not forget about like, it's not this, this just didn't come out of nowhere. And I, I'm sorry. I, I think yeah, that was 40 years ago. I, I don't care. So why is it all be, of a sudden a problem now? It's not all of a sudden, but people keep their mouth shut for a long time until they can't. And if you mm. see the videos, you know, I, I'm just not going to sit here and defend someone because they were part of history. He was part of history 40 years ago. You know, are we supposed to still bow down to him? Because once upon a time, he did a lot for the hip hop. He did. But that doesn't absolve him from being abusive towards his, his kids. Now, him and his wife, they may have beef, whatever. But those kids look hurt. They look hurt. And I, and his saying, daughter, social we, media isn't the best place it, it's to not. all of this out because it, there are there are other sides to every story. That's all I'm not, saying. It's not, but I just feel like we ought to be careful when we're so quick to defend legendary men. And then I think all too often the victim, the less the person with a lot, a lot of times the victims get silenced because we just worship. I people. understand. I'm not I'm not defending him. I'm just saying this isn't the the appropriate place to air their group. But, but you know, you, you, you know what I think? I think also too, shame is definitely one hell of a corrective mechanism. And in Kimora's thing, she said she's done the lawyer. She's done the trying to talk to him, so on and so forth. And I, and I am assuming that this was a last ditch effort or a last resort. Maybe if we shame you and out you, <coughs> you'll leave us alone. Or maybe your friends and family will step in and make you stop. And really, he brought this on himself. There was a Father's Day post, and the daughter was giving props to her mom, and he jumped in. And put he, he, I, I agree, social media, but he has a part in this. All right, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill that effectively shuts down diversity, equity, and inclusion offices at state-funded universities and colleges. Are y'all surprised? Not surprised, but I want to tell Black people, we have to figure out ways to insulate ourselves to keep these races from upsetting us. And the answer to this is let the people have their PWIs and send your damn children to HBCUs. And this is no longer a problem that affect us. Let them Hispanics and them Asians and everybody else go over there and fight their good fight. Send your children to an HBCU. This is a non-issue for us. Ow. I feel like this is a little bit deeper than that. I feel like that we need to explore what federal discriminatory laws he's violating by doing this. And the sad part to me in the way he's flanking it is that he's giving 700 million extra dollars in state funding to universities that 
act on this. That to me is sad. So Senate Bill 17 and Senate Bill 18 to me just happens to be legalized discrimination and I don't like it. In addition, he's given $650 million to, to um, community colleges that participate and he's creating a $3 billion endowment for those that follow his lead. Using money to encourage people to discriminate is disgusting and the state of Florida, I mean the state of Texas needs to stand up. Well, he can't stand up because he was hit by a tree one day, and that's his karma because he's a <laughs> breaks, mandatory water breaks for workers. You are evil as hell. The the bounties you put on women that get abortions. The, I, I can run the list of things he's done to ruin our state. I want to thank our special guests, Leticia Pearson and Sophia Soguchi Williams for joining us today. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Black Water Horse Movies. Catch us on YouTube or our website. Uh, we'll see y'all tomorrow. We'll be back here on Friday. Bye, y'all. Good night, soulmates.